Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. some things here um, and one of the things that we have has been on people's minds of course is the gifts of the spirit I am not going to go in depth I actually was going to teach on the gifts of the spirit tonight I'm not going to go in depth on them but I am going to talk about them for just a few minutes and segue into something else later on I will probably go in depth I don't know how far in depth I'll go today first Corinthians 12 and 1 tells us this now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away, uh, that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore I give to you to understand that no man speaketh by the Spirit of God, calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities, there's different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. And the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. Now, somebody described it like this. I don't know if any of you have ever seen a Leatherman tool. Um, I have had several Leatherman tools. I have lost several Leatherman tools. I have one or two now. I also have what's called a Gerber tool. They're multi tools. It's the same tool, but there are different tools on that that have different uses. There's a screwdriver, there's a can opener, there is there is a knife, there's a saw, there's pliers, there's wire cutters, and so on. But it's the same tool. It's the same tool. It's the same spirit, but there are different activities. There are different uh, manifestations of it. There are different operations. There are different gifts. But it is the same spirit. Amen. It's not different spirits. It's the same spirit. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For one is one is given the spirit of the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another diverse kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally <clears throat> as he will. Amen. Now, <clears throat> the gifts of the spirit, like I said, I'm not going to go into a lot of depth in them, are basically divided. There are nine gifts. <clears throat> they are basically divided into three different classes. They are book, they're the gifts of revelation, and that is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge and the discerning of spirits. These are, uh, um, the word of wisdom would be a, a gift where God allows you to either see, uh, speaks a, a, a point of wisdom into your mind, uh, 
which is an understanding of a situation, sometimes to speak it into somebody's life. And I don't know how many times I have people who have come to me, ministers that have come to me, and they have spoken to me a word of wisdom, and it has helped me, it has encouraged me. A word of knowledge is a supernatural situation where you or someone sees something that is happening. I remember one time there was something going on in, in, in the church, and my dad, God showed him what was going on, and he confronted He was a pastor. I remember walking down the road one day, and God showed me, while I was walking, totally out of the blue, showed me a situation with a certain young man. And, uh, and, and I've had these things happen. That is knowledge. That is supernatural knowledge. And, uh, and then there is supernatural wisdom. And then there is the discerning of spirits, uh, which is which is the ability to discern different things. Now, I want to say something about that. Here, there are different types of spirits that we deal with. There are demonic spirits, there are, uh, there are godly spirits, and there are fleshly spirits. Amen. Every human has a spirit, and that spirit will usually, will usually um, manifest the type of person that that person is. You, we say they've got a bad spirit or they got a bad attitude. It doesn't necessarily mean they have an evil spirit on them. Their spirit is bad. You know what I'm saying? You've seen it. Boy, that person, they got a bad spirit. Amen. And so discerning of spirits can read that. And every saint of God needs to be able at one time or another to discern spirits. Amen. Because you will get really fooled by things if you don't. Amen. Or there needs to be somebody near you that's able to discern that. Amen. And see things. And I know that there have been times that I have, I have walked into a situation and immediately I could feel the spirit in that situation. I could tell what was going on, who was doing what, and so on. And uh, that's the, those are uh, gifts of revel revelation. They're gifts of inspiration. They are vocal gifts. Those are Prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Now, let me say something about these because we have been seeing them manifested and used at times in the church. They are the ones that you see more than anything else. And there are two reasons why they are the ones you see more than anything else. They are the easier ones. I know you may not think that, but it's a whole lot easier to speak in tongues than to operate in the gift of healing. They are the easier ones, and they are also the most misused and abused ones because it is easy to do that. They are, Brother Mike East told me, he said, those are the gifts that you can control if you so choose to. And so you can't control healing. You can't control miracles very well. You, you know, God will speak to you in gift of wisdom and gift and the, and the, or the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, but you can control those. And uh, so consequently, it has to be very, very, we have to be very, very careful in these that we do not abuse these gifts. Amen. And it, it's something we have to be very careful about because, because God is not pleased when his spirit is misused. And so, and then there's gifts of power. Like I said, I'm not going to go into a lot of uh, detail. Those are faith, 
Uh, I'll give you I, I'll give you an example of faith. Um, I, I uh, um, when I was in the hospital with COVID, I believe that that uh, when Brother Connor came down, I only heard this. I did not see it. I was out of it. I was in the on the ventilator. He came down, and the church was going through a difficult time, and he came down and stepped and spoke with the word of faith and brought uh, the church from a place of fear to faith, and that is that is operating in faith. There have been times, and I've mentioned this sort of thing, that, uh, and I don't know, it's kind of, there's some things that kind of uh, uh, work in, in a different way. Um, I, I had a couple of experiences happen to me that I would not call prophecy so much as, as maybe a word of knowledge or a word of, of faith right during the COVID deal. I've had different things. I have had, I have had God speak to me in many, many ways over the last few months and the last three years, probably more than I've ever seen in my life. I, I've seen more visions. I've had more situations happen to me. I, I've felt the voice of God. I've heard the voice of God since COVID began. There's something about, there has been a shift in things, and, uh, and there's something about it that God has spoken to me in more ways at more times. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, it just, you know, in prayer last night, in prayer this morning, God spoke to me about things that we needed to pray about and so on. And, uh, but, but I remember when COVID had first began, I've mentioned this before, that I was, I had pulled up to the, uh, I had pulled up to the uh, church and there was a lot of financial issues that I was dealing with concerning the church. And, uh, and I, I, um, I, I, I pulled up there and I said, God, I, I don't know. I don't know how in the world we're going to deal with this situation. I don't know what we're going to do. I am, I am at my wits end. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm naming it out. Here's how much we owe. This is, this is the stuff that we've got. Uh, uh, here's how much money I think is coming in. This is some of the, the, the commitments that we've made that, that probably I should not have made. And, you know, as far as preachers and stuff like that. And, and this is, this is, and I went through it and I'm saying, God, I don't know how this is going to, how I'm going to deal with that, how we're going to work through it. And God spoke to me right then and said, you're going to have more finances or more money, the church is, when this is all finished, than you do now. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I realized everything was going to be all right. Now, is that a word of prophecy or is that a word of, of knowledge? I, it's kind of one of those things. That would, or would it be faith? I think sometimes the gifts kind of work in between there. I walked into, I believe Sister Carla was here that day, and I walked in. I said, you know what, Sister Carla, because we've been talking about it, things are going to be all right because God told me things are going to be all right. And God supplied and supplied and supplied and supplied and supplied. And more than I have ever seen, God supplied. It was, it was something from different areas and different ways. And, and, and a few days ago, I was, I was, I was, um, I was praying and I was thinking about, you know, situations in the church. And, and, and I felt like God spoke to me that that promise is not over. That that promise is still in effect, and God's going to take care of things. And so I had that, and then I a little earlier than that, or some somewhere in that area, <laughs> I had um, I was sitting in my my easy chair, and I mentioned this the other night, I believe it was, 
and um, uh, I was, I was, I was, I was going through it about um, uh, our our niece Chelsea and her husband Andrew Caulfield, who was on a ventilator at that time, 29 years old, and I and I and I had convinced myself this is doubt. Bible says I would that men everywhere would pray, lifting holy hands without wrath or doubting. And and there, there there's something sometimes we have to deal with is doubt. And I I would I convinced myself that he's going to die because people were dying <laughs> right and left on the ventilators. And and I thought he's going to die. He's going to die. He's 29 years old. What's Chelsea and Carson going to do? Oh God, help them. What's going to happen? And God spoke to me and said. He said, basically, Andrew's going to go be out of that hospital in a week or so. And I told my wife right there. I said, things are going to be all right. Andrew's going to be fine. I feel like God spoke to me. And that was on a Friday. By Wednesday night, by Wednesday, he was out of the hospital. It was a miracle. Amen. Again, miracles are another power gift. Healings and miracles. There was a miracle. That was absolutely a miracle. I believe it was a miracle that happened when I was in with COVID because, because um, uh, they gave me a 10% chance to live. Uh, hardly anybody lived off, uh, that went on the ventilator. Amen. And so on. So these are things that I believe that, that uh, are in the church and working in the church. The wor- gifts of healing, the working of miracles. And I also think that the gifts of healing go more than just physical healing. Because Jesus talked about coming in. He said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. Amen. To set the captives free. So I believe the gift of healing can operate in ways that go beyond just physical healing. I believe it can, the healing of the heart, the healing of situations and so on. And so these are the gifts. Again, I'm not going to go into a lot of, of, uh, of uh, a lot into that. But what I am going to say is I, I, what I want to see and what I feel is very, very important is that we, we continue or we see the, the operations of the gifts of the Spirit in our church. I believe that this is the will of God. I believe that all gifts, Brother Verbal Bean made this statement. Uh, he made a statement in preaching. and it, This was a man that was mightily used of the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit. He said all gifts have to be under and in submission to the pulpit or to the authority that God has placed in a church. If they are not, then what happens is you have chaos and confusion. Amen. And that so there has to be authority. Uh, the pastor has to have authority in these situations. That doesn't mean that we quench the spirit or that we despise prophesying. That means that everything needs to be done decently and in order. For God is not the author of confusion. And so, so we, uh, as we go into this, and there's a few other things. There's a few things I want to talk about. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time, but but. Where I'm going with this is I believe that God wants to use the gifts in the church to profit the church, to edify the church, to help the church to grow both, uh, both uh, uh, spiritually and numerically. I believe that God, that is God's, uh, that is God's plan. I want to say this. I, I have looked over the years, and these are some things that have happened and, and I just want to deal with this for a moment. But there have been times in the past, uh, 
that gifts have been abused in terrible, terrible, terrible ways. They have been abused by people who were not godly. They have been things have happened that were that were just that that were that were absolute misuse and abuse of of these gifts. And because of that, there have been churches that have shut the gifts down because they're scared of the gifts. That is not the way it is supposed to be. The way it is supposed to be is all things are to be done decently and in order. Amen. Space is to be given for the gifts to operate. We are to operate in the gifts of the Spirit by the strictures or, or the structure that the Scripture has given us. We're to work under submission and the authority that God has placed in us, but the gifts of the Spirit are here to edify the church, exhort and, and, and edification and comfort and so on. The gifts of the Spirit are what God gave us. They are gifts. They're good things that God gives us. God wants me and God wants you to operate, amen, in healing and in miracles and in faith, amen, and in discerning of spirits and word of knowledge and word of wisdom and diverse sorts of tongues and, and interpretation of tongues and prophecy. God wants this church to operate that way. Because he gave us gifts. The Bible says he gave gifts unto men. Amen. The Bible says to covet the best gifts. That doesn't mean covet in the negative sense, but, but seek that God will help us uh, to be have liberty in those things. Amen. I believe that God does great things through the gifts. I want to see more and more of the gifts being manifested in his church. Amen. There are some things, though. One of them is if they get out of control, it can cause tremendous problems. If they are used in a way where they are being used for agendas or whatever, it can cause tremendous problems. If it is used for greed or if it is used for lust or it is used in ways that, 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 uh, that are ungodly, it causes massive problems. I told the story the other day about my dad and, uh, and, and uh, Elder Del Struble. And, I, and I've told this story too. I may have told it just recently about, I, did, did I tell the one about our friends Bob and Marguerite French who, who had... Um, who a prophetess came and told them to sell everything they've got. Did I tell that one? Not this year? Somebody go back there and slap Sister Tracy. Did I tell that? She doesn't know. She wants to hear. Ch 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 uh, whatever this girl's name, Chastity, wants to hear the story. We had some friends years ago. And uh, <laughs> name was Bob and Marguerite French. Bob and Marguerite French were always chasing after things. They're always looking for the next big thing. Years later, I remember them coming over here because they were busy. They visited us one time, and and uh, and and, uh, and and they came over here to go to some church or some group or some kind of strange thing because they're always chasing after the next big thing. Yeah, this is cool and that's cool. Well, they ended up in this church, and this church had a prophetess. 
show up. And, and she came into the church and she began to prophesy. She prophesied this and she prophesied that. And they all just, oh, man, this is so cool, you know. And, um, and, and it, got, it, it got to the place that, that one day she stood up and she began to prophesy. She began to prophesy that God had told her that everybody in this church, it wasn't a real big church, but God had told her to, for everybody in the church to sell everything they have. And then they would take all the money and pull it together. They were going to rent a bus. This, this happened in my lifetime. They were going to rent a bus, and they were going to drive from Fresno, California, which is where I'm from, where they were from. They were going to drive from Fresno, California, out to Bangor, Maine. I don't know why they couldn't have picked Los Angeles. It was closer. But uh, all the way to Bangor, Maine, all the way up at the far northeast tip of America, of the U.S. And, and, and Peter was going to come across the ocean. He was going to meet them there and take them across the ocean to Jerusalem to meet Jesus. And... Well, they did. They sold all their houses. They sold all their lands. They sold everything they had. They chartered a bus, and they headed out to Bangor, Maine. And when they got to Bangor, Maine, um, they rented a big house there, and they settled down to wait for Peter to come and take them to see Jesus. Well, Peter got sidetracked somewhere. <laughs> Peter, Peter must have got his GPS cords wrong. Maybe he ended up in, in, in some, you know, uh, Baghdad or something. I don't know. Peter wasn't coming. And Peter didn't show up. And so after a while, they started fighting. You know, here, here's something the Scripture says. This is an interesting Scripture. that, that uh, It says this. Um, let me see if I can... If I could find it, I, I wrote it. I wrote it down, and it says this: "For where envy and strife is, there's confusion in every evil work. Where envy and strife is, there's confusion in every evil work, and confusion set in because this discord and garbage that had happened, and this confusion and, and 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 this this misuse of the word of God." Of the, of the gifts. And, and they started fighting. That was confusion. They started fighting amongst themselves. Well, there was money involved in this situation because, because they had sold everything and put it in a, in a, in a box, I guess. Or a, and so the pastor was, was, was married, but him and the prophetess took the money and ran off together and left all the church folks to fend for themselves. And, and they all slowly found their way back to Fresno. I don't know exactly how they did that. Um, it, was, it was utter and complete foolishness. But this is, this is the sort of thing that was happening over and over again. You had people like A. A. Allen who was used in the gifts. And yet he, 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 he also was, was a very immoral man. You had people like uh, David Terrell 
who was used fantastically in the gifts. But the man fathered as many as 70 illegitimate children. And you say, well, how can that be? There are times, and I, I won't even say that I can understand it. There are times that, that God allows people because of faith, and, and I don't have all the answers on this, although I think I understand a lot of it. I believe that God places anointing on people, and he's not as quick to take it off as we think he should be. Amen. And he, he allows his mercy to continue to work in their life. And even when they have walked away and done things that are ungodly, God will still use them sometimes uh, maybe to draw them back. And sometimes, uh, amen, because, because he is the people that he is ministering to. Saul was anointed. He was anointed a king until the day he died. He was not blessed of God. Amen. And so, I, I mean, you can look at the scripture. You can see that God used a donkey one time to speak. God used Balaam, who was an ungodly man, who went after greed. And Balaam, if you read the prophecies of Balaam, there are some of the most wonderful prophecies. A scepter will not depart from Judah. Amen. But, 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 but he died uh, a violent death because he taught the people of Israel to sin with Moab. Amen. You can look at the, the, an old prophet who lied to a young prophet and caused his death. And then he prophesied. Amen. You can see Samson being used of God. Amen. Saul, the Bible said he prophesied. They said, is Saul among the prophets? And yet he died at the hands of the Amalekites or, uh, and, uh, or actually by his own hand. Uh, but he had been wounded by the Amalekites. And so we can look on and on and on. And, and a lot of people say, well, I'm used of God, so it must be all right. Doesn't necessarily mean that. What it does mean is this. It means if you are used of God and you are not right with God, it is an indictment against you. Let me say that again. If you are used of God and you, and you are not right or do not get right with God, it is an indictment against you. And here's what the Bible says in uh, Isaiah 52 and 11. Depart ye, depart ye, go out ye from thence, touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her, be ye clean, that bear the vessels of the Lord. He said, I want you to get away from the sin. I want you to get away from the things that are wrong. Who's he talking about? Those that bear the vessels of the Lord. Those that are used, the Levites and so on. If you look at the 22nd chapter of Leviticus, the entire 22nd chapter deals with who can, who can minister before the Lord, um, who cannot minister before the Lord, what condition they have to be in to minister before the Lord, and what their sacrifice has got to be like. And if they do, and, and there are blessings and curses that are given there. Amen. And, and at the end it says, therefore shall ye keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord. Neither shall ye profane my holy name, but I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord which hallow you that brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. Amen. He's saying, listen to the Levites. He's saying to the priesthood. The Bible said we are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. He's saying to them, this is what you've got to do. If you're unclean, you don't minister. If you're this, you don't minister. And you don't bring a sacrifice that is not right unto God. 
Read the 22nd chapter of Leviticus, and you'll see what it's talking about. Amen. He said this. Who, who is he? He said, I am the Lord. What is he? He spoke of his holy name and the power of his holy name. Because of what he does, he sanctifies us. Amen. And because of what he has done, he's delivered us. He said, you need to do right because of these things. Amen. Why do we serve him? Because he is the Lord. We serve and we hallow his name. Amen. Amen. He has, he, he has sanctified us by the power of his blood. Amen. And he has delivered us from the power of sin. And so consequently, uh, 2 Corinthians 6 says this, Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you and will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters saith the Lord Almighty. Who is he talking about? Those that bear the vessels of the Lord. What I am telling you church is God wants to use you and God wants to use me and God wants to use you in the gifts of the spirit and in the power of his word and the power his Holy Ghost, but he's saying, cleanse yourselves, walk righteous before me. Yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, I want to be used of God. Like I said, I feel like God's been speaking to my heart probably like never in my life. I, I, I told my wife, I said, I wish some of this stuff. I've been preaching the word of God for a long time. God has spoken to me. God has anointed me. God has done a lot of things in my life. But it seems like something began to break, uh, amen, uh, when I was in the hospital. And, 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 and even before that, things began to, I, I believe, somebody made a statement one time. He said, I pray the best uh, when my back is to the wall. Sometimes when my back is to the wall, I have a hard time praying. Sometimes I'm just surviving, but God has begun to speak into my heart. Work with me. Do things. I've heard his voice more than I've ever heard it before. But I, for one, am not content with what I have felt. I, for one, am not content. Amen. Amen with what has happened. God, I pray that you will use me in ways that I have never been used before. And I pray that every one of you that sit here under my voice, uh, that you will let God cleanse your hearts, uh, cleanse your minds, uh, cleanse your hands, uh, cleanse your lips, uh, and let God move through you and work in your life uh, and allow him uh, to move in your life. Amen. What do you think will happen if you let God begin to work in here? Amen. Amen. And, and, and you pray for somebody and they're healed or they're delivered. Amen. We all, we all like the speaking gifts. But I think what's going to really make a difference is we begin to pray for people and they're healed and miracles begin to happen. Brother Abel Salcedo was telling me, you know Brother Abel Salcedo, he's given you a hard time for years, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Amen. He, he was telling me about a situation um, and... Uh, there was a man who was one of his clients on his, his um, he does um, pest control, I think it is. I think he does pest control. But one of his clients, um, and uh, he said, 
He said twice. He said this man was allergic to bee stings. And twice he said they, they, he got stung by bees and, and they called the ambulance and he stopped breathing and he had not been breathing for a while. Amen. And he had just, he, and, and they, they, his mother leaned down and said, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. And Brother Abel Salcido began to pray. And a moment later, he began to breathe again. Another time, the same thing happened. They had him in the ambulance. His mother called uh, Brother Salcido because this happened before. Said, my son is dead. He could hear the the thing, the, the, thing, the heart monitor in the back going, mm. She said, would you pray for him? And he began to pray over the phone, and he heard the heart begin to go again. And it just was a wonderful, wonderful thing that God had done. This sort of thing makes a difference. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. I believe that God wants to use his people. But here's the thing. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Amen. Amen. I talked about, I talked about some of these people did, did terrible, terrible things. And, and let me tell you what they became. Men, like I mentioned, men that were immoral, men that did all of this sort of thing, men that, 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 that could, not, could not keep, I, I'm not going to even go into, they were immoral. They are a spot. They are a stain on the body of Christ. They are a stain on the body of Christ. They are a dishonor to the body of Christ. Amen. I'm not afraid to say that. But they are a dishonor to the body of Christ. And if we claim to be spiritual, and we claim to be of God, and we, we treat people wrong, or we lie, we do immoral things. We become a stain on the body of Christ. That's why he said, nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord standeth sure. Having the seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. If you're part of his, we need to. And, and I know, I know, I know, I know. We say, yeah, but we're human. We are so stinking human. I am so human, and I stumble many times, and I fight with my flesh, and I fight with my mind, and I fight with my feelings. And I told the church in prayer meeting last night that God spoke to me explicitly yesterday, you need to pray against anger. And over and over I pray, God, clean my mind, clean my heart, clean my spirit. Take any anger out of me. Help me, Jesus. And, and, and so we all deal with things. We deal with doubt. We deal with lust. Amen. Lust isn't just a, of a sexual variety. Lust can be of things that are not of God. They can be after vices of the world. They can, they can be after, after uh, things that God that's not pleasing to God. We deal with that sort of thing. Amen. We deal with uh, vain imaginations. 
building in our minds scenarios. I know I've got a great imagination. I can build scenarios all day long if I let it go. And I say, God, I don't want that stuff. Amen. We deal with, we deal with, with the tongue. Oh, the tongue is the smallest member, but it's the hardest thing to control. Amen. Amen. The Bible says if your eye offend you, cut it, pluck it out. Some people probably it would be good for us sometimes if we cut our tongues off so we could shut up. Because we say things we shouldn't say. We act ways that we shouldn't act. Amen. Tell bears and gossips. On and on and on and on. Amen. You ever heard, you ever heard, there's an old, old Christian sketch that they did, recorded. It's very old. You can probably find it on YouTube. It's called A Phone Call from God. And, and most of you have never heard that. But the phone call from God, supposedly this guy gets a phone call. And I'm getting aside here, but it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of interesting. He, he gets a phone call from God, and, and, and he says, oh, 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 hello, Lord. I, I didn't expect to hear from you today. I have, have, I been, have I been going to church? Yes, Lord, I, I've been going to church. I, I've been going to church, yes. I, I go to church every Sunday. What, what, did, what did the preacher preach on? What, what, what did the preacher preach on? He, he, he preached on the platform. Oh, what did he preach about? Uh, he preached about the Bible. Oh, gossip? Oh, no, Lord, no, Lord. I, I don't gossip. Everything I tell about my neighbors is true. <laughs> you might not look it up. It's hilarious. <laughs> Amen. Phone call from God. I think I found it on YouTube. But anyway. And so, so all of these things, it's just, it's just we've got to fight with this stuff. But and, and what's great is the scripture I read the other day is that it's because of his compassion and because of his mercy that's new every morning. And God just keeps loving us and keeps forgiving us and keeps helping us. I'm grateful for that. I'm not talking about the failings and frailties and all of the stuff that we go through. I'm talking about sin that gets into our life unrepented of. That's what I'm talking about. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Amen. I've heard people say, well, you know, God's going to use anybody, and he does sometimes. And, and if I'm in doing wrong, will God still use me and all that? Maybe so, but it'll be an indictment upon you. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet are worthy for the master's use. Prepared for every good work. If we will sanctify ourselves and be right with God, we are worthy to be used of God. Amen. And prepared for every good work. Amen. You want to be used of God? Sanctify yourself. Sanctify yourself. Sanctify yourself. Find a place of repentance. Make sure things are right. And I know that every day we go through this. Every day, every day, every day. I have a scripture that I quote. 
I'm not good at quoting scriptures. My memory is horrendous, but I quote this. I've talked about it before. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant from presumptuous sins. Uh, then shall I be upright. Then shall I be innocent. I think I missed a part there. Amen. Of, of the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And I quote this scripture. I quote this scripture. And then I go to God and I say, God, I need you to help me. I need you to help me with anger. I need you to help me with thoughts that I should not have. I need you. Would you, would you forgive me, Lord? And I, be, and I go through this. Sometimes I do it more than once a day because sometimes I need to just, God, I want to be right before you. Amen. That doesn't mean I have to always be blaming myself or always be under condemnation. But I should always come before God with a repentant heart that says, cleanse me, Lord. Amen. Wash me clean. Amen. Renew in me a right spirit and, and a clean heart. God, thou wilt not despise. And, and on and on. I want to be right before you, God. You know why? Because I want to be used of God. I want to be used of God. God is looking for sanctified vessels that are cleansed from sin. Let's stand and worship the Lord. Jesus, in your name. Lord, you are so worthy, my God. God, you are so worthy, dear Lord. God, you are so worthy, dear Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, in your name. Jesus, in your name. Jesus, in your name, I want to be used, oh God. Hear the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hear the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hear the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God is a good God. God is a good God. Let's pray for those that are sick right now. Dear Lord, touch brother.